The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Where is your vibration right now? Could it be higher? There are so many factors affecting your vibrational energy. The outside, the words of others, our own self-doubts. It's time to raise your vibration and increase awareness. You've entered the Awareness Marketplace with your guide and host, Michael Daly. Life throws us a lot of curveballs, but we can face them and keep moving forward. Today's show will include your participation and some amazing guests. Now, here's Michael Daly. So good morning. Uh, It's a a beautiful April morning and here in Southern California, I am just uh, so grateful to uh, be here in the month of April. It's it's my, my birth month. It's my birthday. Not only that, but actually April for me is a, it's a time of renewal, rebirth, um, fertility, growth, a kind of newness. And um, it's interesting when we actually say hello to creating those new things in our life because sometimes we have to let go of other things um, Actually, uh, T.S. Eliot in his poem, The Wasteland, he starts off his poem, April is the cruelest month. So although we have all this newness happening, sometimes we're faced with uh, some difficulties and some fears and some old things that we have to step out of. So in order to create newness, our new vibration, um, there's a process of letting go, uh, which uh, needs to happen. And... um, it's a call facing our fears and actually looking at some of the things that we prote- are protecting um, from our past. So some some old things that maybe we, we're not aware of. We haven't even created them this lifetime, but they're there. They're blocks um, and um, we are letting them go. So on the next couple of shows that we're going to do, we're going to look at the process of quieting down our bodies, our minds, um, our whole energy spaces and which allows us to create a newness um, easily in our lives. Um, this is important because we actually live very busy, hectic lives uh, these days, and um, there's lots of different influences out there that can influence a uh, the clear, positive thinking of what our actually body being uh, creation process is all about. Uh, James Allen in a book um, in 1907, I love this book, it's really, really short, it's called As a Man Think It, and James Allen actually uh, sums it up pretty well when he says, calmness of the mind is one of the beautiful jewels of wisdom. It is the result of a long and patient effort in self-control. Its presence is an indication of ripened experience and of a more than ordinary knowledge of the laws and the operation of thoughts. So it's, it's actually a great little book. It's in a very short book, and it's kind of what I see as the, the precursor to the secret 
and um, other great books that are out there today. I have a really special guest uh, today, and it's someone who knows what it's like to face uh, change in life and knows what it's like to follow their spiritual path with uh, courage and calmness. And uh, she's currently helping others empower themselves to follow their paths. Um, Let me share some highlights of um, her biography. It says, uh, Surah Kim began her career on Wall Street uh, when she worked for Goldman Sachs, Munder Capital, and Buckingham Research. After a near-death miss, she left Wall Street to travel the world and pursue her personal passions. She studied yoga, meditation, and other healing arts. After spending a year in Asia, she completed her executive coaching certification at Georgetown University. Here she began to experiment with integrating movement and coaching and meditation. She produced a DVD series called um, Sura Flow, Self-Discovery Yoga. In 2007, Sura started her own business, now known as the Sura Center, uh, where she provides online meditation programs for a leading professional. Sura writes for the Huffington Post, has taught for well-known yoga studios, and also trains other coaches through her online training program. She loves to teach purpose-based meditation and encourages everybody to follow their joy and passion. And I'm very, very privileged to have her on the show. So good morning, Sura. Good morning, Michael. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Oh, you're very, very welcome. You know what was really interesting? Um, I uh, had a difficulty in this setting up this show. I was sending to your old email address. There was lots of different vibrations. And I know in yesterday when we talked or by email, you actually asked a request, could we start off the interview by doing a centering process? And um, I think that's a great idea. Do you want to go ahead and explain why we would do that and actually... Uh, go ahead and lead it. Sure. Um, it just helps to bring the attention to the breath. And by centering ourselves in our heart, it gives us a chance to connect to our spirit. And um, it's really short and effective and quite immediate <laughs> in terms of what you yeah. experience. So let's, let's try and, it together now. I think mm-hmm. it's great because, you know, sometimes we, we're, we're, we're stuck, we're busy, we're going into big high-powered meetings, we're going into important things, we're going to interviews, we're, we're trying to say something, and we're, we do it without centering ourselves. We, we, we maybe centered ourselves before it, but I think what you're doing is great. You're actually going to do it right now before we have the interview, um, which is, is, is actually a great thing. So go ahead and, and lead us in a centering process before we actually um, share with the listeners all the great work you do. Okay, sounds wonderful. We'll just begin by bringing our attention into our heart center. And taking a few breaths together, breathing in through the back of our heart. Gently pausing and holding your breath. Relaxing the inner body. And exhaling breathing out through the front of the heart. And we'll take two more like that. Breathing in through the back of the heart, letting the whole heart be infused with your breath. 
And then exhaling out to the front of the heart, letting go. Last breath, breathing in, back of the heart, centering yourself, resting in this place. And then exhaling out. Letting go of all stress and tension from the front of the heart. And just noticing how it feels to really center your attention here in your heart. And when you're ready, if you have closed your eyes, you can open your eyes and just notice if you feel a shift, maybe a little more relaxed and present. And I certainly do. Um, Thank you very much for that. That was uh, great. Uh, So this is something that you would do on a daily basis, Sora, before meeting someone or before talking to someone or... I think it's really helpful. I don't always consciously do it, but mm-hmm. um, especially when I get on the internet and talk live yes. on the internet, I invite people to just take a few breaths. So whatever they've been doing through the day, just to stop and to focus on the breath. And um, I think, you know, today people are so busy and it's difficult for them to carve out 30 minutes of the day to focus on meditation. So this is another way that you can integrate meditation into your everyday life is just taking two to three breaths. That's amazing. Um, In your body and in your heart. Mm -hmm. That is just amazing. Um, You know, um, there's many people listening today who um, probably would probably like to hear, I don't know if you heard the beginning segment of the show, but um, can you tell us a little bit about how you, transitioned from being somebody who worked um, in Wall Street to becoming a spiritual leader? Because I think I'm not asking the question um, to actually just show you off. I'm asking the question to, um, there's maybe some surahs listening out there who um, maybe are unhappy with their job, unhappy with some aspect of their life, but are maybe afraid to take the transitional step. And I remember when I first um, came in contact with you, when I read you, at a fair in Santa Monica a long time ago, that was kind of the position that you were in. And um, the results since then have been amazing. So can you just kind of talk about what it was like to transition from the security maybe of, of, of a job, but you're not really feeling um, aligned to it? Sure. I would say it wasn't a conscious decision at that time. I started learning meditation because I was um, depressed. And I had faced a number of personal challenges all in within a year. And I basically prayed to find a way mm-hmm. to live on the planet that I, mm-hmm. I needed to find a way. So that's when I discovered sort of accidentally when the book falls off the bookshelf meditation. And I found um, a Zen beginner's guide to meditation. And I started to teach myself meditation. Mm-hmm. 
in my New York apartment. Wow. And I just went through a profound shift in experience. It was very healing for me. And, you know, I felt at that time I was just always kind of living in this gray area of not mm-hmm. too happy, not too sad, not too mm-hmm. anything great. Yes. Um, and I just living in that dull area um, where you're not really living your full self. Um, that's how I felt. But then with meditation, I felt like I was able to um, to get through that. I mean, it just felt like my world expanded. I felt joy. I felt love. I felt happiness. Um, joy that I haven't felt since I was a child. Right. So it was very compelling for me to learn, to want to learn med- more meditation. And they were just more gradual for me, what were sort of these natural steps, but all the steps together um, led to me eventually leaving Wall Street. Um, mm-hmm. So what had happened was, is I wanted to learn more about meditation. So I booked a trip to go to Southeast Asia to mm-hmm. just live and be in a country where people lived the practice of meditation. Um, so but what ended up happening was that I missed that huge tsunami that happened in December of 2004. <sighs> yes. So I just sort of barely missed that. And during that time, a number of synchronicities had also happened. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when you're facing a big life change, you're either consciously or unconsciously looking for signs of yes. what to do next. And right, but... Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, there's many of us who are facing um, that, but we have maybe fears um, about, I'm sure you face some fears about the process of transformation, and um, you got over those fears by, was it meditation, or how, how would you, how did you find your inner calm to get over, because I know it must have been a, a difficult transformation to leave a security to go to say Asia by yourself or to go to um, a place and study by yourself. Well, definitely there was a lot of fear. <laughs> I mean, I, I, the only way I can describe it is that, um, yeah, it felt like jumping off a cliff yes. and not knowing if anything was going to be there for you. Mm-hmm. But what ended up happening was when I had these, this guidance, I would call it inner guidance to leave Wall yes. Street and just to pursue this, this travel and study, self-study. Um, mm-hmm. The only way I can describe the feeling was that I felt like if I didn't do that, that something really bad was going to happen. Okay. Um, and that's the only way I can describe that feeling. And then when I right. thought about actually leaving, it felt very good. I mean, and it was mm-hmm. just that only inner feeling that I could go by. And I didn't know if I was going to come back. My intention actually was to come back to Wall Street. Okay. I thought I would just take a year or two off. So I didn't okay. know, you know, what the next steps would be. I, could, I couldn't really see. I didn't have a plan. Right. And friends and family at the time, were, I mean, did you feel their concerns or their, <laughs> you know, their wishes for you? Yes. I mean, I think a lot of, everybody had a different reaction when I said I was, you know, leaving Wall Street, this career that took me a a while to build up. Um, So people at work called me crazy (laughs) and my friends were either in awe or kind of rejected me out of their lives. Uh Um, So everybody had their own reaction based on where they were in their, in their life. Um, For the most part, people thought it was really courageous. And I didn't really see it that way. I, I felt like it was just the next natural step. 
in, in some ways. Um, I didn't know how life-changing or transformative that would be. Right. Well, I, mm-hmm. I think the reason I'm asking those questions is because I know uh, many of us are guided by our friends and family and their concerns for us. And we're not able to make our own decisions because of our feeling of attachment for them. And uh, I think, it, you know, what you did was really awe-inspiring for, for many others. And it actually gives you the ability now to teach people um, along those lines um, who are in the similar position. Because I think there's lots of people who are stuck on decisions. So I'd just like to, yeah. to validate you on that. Well, thank you. I mean, I think that uh, it is easy to be influenced by the people around you. Mm-hmm. And out of what we think is love, you know, we end mm-hmm. up staying stuck where we are yes. to, yes. in a sense, you know, fit in or have that approval or, um, right. you know, we don't want to leave the tribe, basically, because no. we feel mm-hmm. like we could get ousted from the tribe. And there's a deep sense of survival that's attached to yes. that. And, you know, I faced that, I've faced that, you know, along the way since I yes. embarked, I think, on the, the journey. And, well, um, it's great. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, sorry, go ahead. I just think it's great because I, I, I notice when we are in that, you know, I read people's auras and we, we, we stick in the, in the family protection or the protection of a group and we protect things within ourselves. But when you take the step that you've taken, well, then all those things are exposed and you have to deal with them, which you're very, we're all very capable of dealing with them ourselves. But if we kind of remain within that shelter, we never get those things exposed. That's true. That's true. And I think our actions and who we are will expose or trigger or reveal things for others and ourselves. Yeah, I, so I really do. That to really show up as yourself you're giving other people the opportunity to show up as themselves. Yes. And, oh, exactly. Uh, when, yes. When you create that permission for yourself to really follow your heart with that kind of reckless abandon, you know, that that's, <laughs> um, that's okay to do. I, yeah, and that's, you're that's... not going to die if, if you do that. <laughs> um, then, um, it opens that space. It definitely opens the space for others. But to remain sheltered or to remain hidden or to remain safe, just to let others feel comfortable around you, that is like, you know, there's a cost to that. Sure, sure. Okay, well, thank you. Uh, we're, we're coming up on a short break. And when I come back, I'm going to talk to you about meditation and prayer and synchronicity. Um and uh, so you're on the Awareness Marketplace. Um, my special guest is Sora Kim of the Sora Center. And thank you, and we'll see you on the next side of the break. Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Sometimes in the busyness of daily living, we can forget who we truly are as spiritual beings with intent and purpose fueling our goals and dreams. Remembering begins with navigating belief structures, family or cultural expectations and history so we can find our way. Listen in to Timeshare with host Marie Jackson. Marie and her regular contributors discuss life's questions 
challenges, obstacles, and rewards, all bringing us to the spirit of who we are. Timeshare with Marie Jackson can be heard live every Thursday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave. Sit back, relax, breathe. Reconnect to the still, small voice within. Take the time to make a weekly visit to the sounds of the heart with host Sandy Goldstone. This unique program will help you cultivate and strengthen your heart's connection and feel love, beauty, and joy. You don't need to fear or suffer. Heed the call. Say yes to living from the heart's truth. Tune in live every Tuesday at 5 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Join the evolving consciousness of humanity. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are tuned in to the Awareness Marketplace. To reach Michael Daly or today's guest, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to awarenessmarketplace at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's show. All right, so welcome back to the Awareness Marketplace, where my special guest today is Sora Kim um, of the Sora Center. And um, I, I want to actually remind listeners, if you have any questions about meditation or indeed you want to come live on the air, please feel free to uh, email us. It's the Awareness Marketplace at uh, gmail.com. And you can... Um, also call into the show. Um, so meditation in general, Sora, if, if I'm a very busy person living, you know, maybe I have a family, I have some kids, I have a job, where do I find a time to meditate? What, what do you say to someone who's listening to the show and they, they actually have the intention, but they just can't quite get to the, <laughs> to be able to sit down and uh, meditate? I would tell them to um find something in their day to really commit to one thing in their day. It could be brushing their teeth Mm -hmm. or washing the dishes where they really take that time to bring their full attention to that activity and just really paying attention to what they're doing and also breathing. So I don't know if you've noticed, but, um, or if anybody has noticed, maybe when you're about to wash the dishes that, um, how you breathe, when you're washing the dishes or how you're standing, if you're relaxed or if you're tense. And um, I think that going through a meditation process while you're doing anything um, is very helpful. And I I think today we have to learn how to do this in everything we do. (laughs) I mean, I feel like you can meditate, you know, 20 to 30 minutes in the morning and that's wonderful. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of people don't have that luxury. Mm -hmm. So, you know, really kind of having this self-training or discipline of, you know, I'm going to consciously relax while I work on my computer. Right. And and simply focus on relaxation and breath awareness. And that's it. 
Um, so so somebody who's somebody who's mm-hmm. brand new to meditation and that's what you would um you know there's probably people who after the show will say I want to contact Sora or I want to learn some meditation techniques and that's what you would have them start with is their breath and their awareness. Yes, I would say breath and body awareness is the place to start and also relaxation. Mm-hmm. Relaxation is really important because if you don't you're not able to relax, you're not going to reach the stage of meditation. Right. And what people often do is they jump into the practice of meditation without um, learning how to relax or maybe without having practiced yoga. And what they find is that it's really disturbing to meditate. Mm-hmm. It's like people really can't stand being alone with their own thoughts. Like right. to sit there in your own thoughts for many people can be a maddening, um, a frustrating process. So that's why it helps to be given tools like relaxation. And like in the traditional practice of yoga, there were eight steps to yoga. And one of the steps was the physical practice. But an important step is also relaxation, which is shavasana. And yoga is really a practice that was developed to prepare somebody for meditation, to prepare the body for meditation so that you're not sitting in pain, so that you can sit still. Um, it does take quite a bit of discipline to just be able to sit still. Right. So and if you can learn to relax, then you can slip into meditation. versus <laughs> <Just laughs> trying to force yourself to meditate. <laughs> yes. And would you suggest, I mean, is there's a difference between meditation by yourself or meditation with a group of people? Because I know you do both. Um, you lead sort of both sessions. So, so somebody who wants to begin, so I'm going to get going this meditation, but I can do it all myself because, you know, I, I read the books and I, I know. What's, do you see the difference between meditating with a group of people and meditating um, kind of by yourself? Um, that's a really, that's an interesting question. I think that um, it's good to do both. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I would I would say that to try both and see right. what what works for you. Um, when you meditate by yourself, it can be more challenging because okay. it's you by yourself in your own thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> um, when you're there with a group, you start to tap into a field, so you're tapped into a consciousness group field, and just like how geese fly together in order to cover greater and farther distances as a group Mm -hmm. than they could individually. That's what happens when you practice group meditation, is that you're able to go into a deeper place more quickly um, because the group field is there holding the energy for the intention of meditation. Mm Mm-hmm. And we match, don't we? We all we're so sensitive beings we 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 match if if the group around us is kind of in a relaxed state, well, then we kind of match that state ourselves. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, so what about, is there any, would you suggest as somebody then who wants to do it alone, um, any particular um, setting, They should, should they do it in their favorite chair? So should they do it, I mean, I, I know people who meditate with their cell phone on their lap. 
um, <laughs> and you know, and it's they're they're checking, and it, maybe it's their beginning, so they're they're learning how to meditate, and then look at their email every you know few minutes. But what would you suggest is a good setting if you are looking to meditate alone by yourself? A good setting is a place where you feel calm and comfortable. Um, it's good to set aside a sacred space for meditation. Mm-hmm. You don't have to, but it's conducive to the practice. So if you find a space and you make um, an inspirational altar or you have some symbol or figure or deity or flowers, anything that inspires you spiritually and you place that there, then what you do is you build a... um, just like when you go to a church, the energy of the church is built there through people's intentions and their prayers. And that's the same thing that happens with the practice of meditation, is that you build the energy in that specific location, and then it sends a message to your unconscious brain very quickly to um, drop into that space. So if you are able to cultivate your practice in the same space at the same time every day, then you know, you just do it automatically, just like brushing your teeth in the morning. Mm-hmm. You don't have to think about it too much. You right. just go right into it. Right. And what about if you've had a, a difficult day at work or a difficult encounter with someone or a difficult, you know, here in Southern California, we're set up with many different vibrations um, running around in our space. Can can you suggest what would you do if you can't get that out of your head? If you're if you're sitting there and there's an incident that it just happened to you and you're you're still churning it over, um, would you suggest to meditate right after it? Well, meditation helps us cultivate um, detachment, mm-hmm. and through meditation, we learn observation. Right. So simply observing our own thoughts, our own emotions, our own body feelings with a sense of simply watching and witnessing um, right. without getting consumed by the drama that's going on in our mind, without buying into every single thing that we're thinking about or right. every single thing we're emoting. So meditation really helps for that. It's just, um, I would say not to resist it. So if something is happening, don't just try to push it away and try to close it out or shut it down. But just to kind of notice, like just start breathing and just observe, oh, this is my story or this is what I'm thinking about that. And this is how I feel about it. Isn't that interesting? And just noticing without any judgment, which is, I think, the hardest part for all of us is to be nonjudgmental towards ourselves and others. Of course. Um, but the more the more you practice it, the more second nature it becomes. Right. And you know, you don't have to believe everything that you think and mm-hmm. you don't have to buy into <laughs> every situation. Um, meditation yes. gives us that opportunity for just pause and reflection. And when uh, you catch it in that moment, it doesn't have a chance to spiral down and get you all wrapped up into something. You have a chance to just <laughs> relax and let go. Yeah, I'm reminded of um, a conversation I had with somebody where they were telling me that 
they're not half as crazy as they thought they were because all the voices in their head were not theirs. They figured out all the voices that were going on in their mind were not their own. And mm-hmm. uh, so they, he kind of joked that, you know, I'm not as crazy as I thought I was because <laughs> these voices are not mine. <laughs> Probably like ninety-nine percent of what we think. (laughs) It really are, you know. Pay attention to all those voices. There would be um, a bit of madness that we'd be all locked up for. How about creativity then? So, so you know, if we're feeling very calm, and I, I, I've seen some of your videos, and you, you go to very beautiful places, and it's you feel very calm. I'm calm by just watching them sometimes, and so you're feeling very calm, and you're very good. And then what about the process of um, visualization and creating um, from that space of calm? I feel that that's um, that's a very essential part of creating through meditation (laughs) is being in a relaxed, calm, receptive, joyful state. Right. Um, the more your vibration, the higher your vibration, which for those people that are listening, um, you know, you can refer to that as a resonance of health. Mm-hmm. You could say that that's being your true self or a living your spirit, but um, or just being authentic, for example. But when you're in this high vibrational state um, and you start to visualize, what's interesting is that I I find it as a co-creative process. Mm -hmm. So what happens is you might receive a vision um, in that state. And just by allowing yourself to experience that vision fully in the body, in your energy field, in your emotions, everything, your thoughts, just your entire state, just letting yourself absorb it and to enjoy it. Yes. Simply enjoy it, um, then you can very quickly create that. It can very right. quickly manifest um, right. because more or less we become our consciousness is like a conduit for mm-hmm. those things to come through. Um, and I find that that's when meditation can become really fun <laughs> and interesting. Yes, yes. Um, and, engaging uh, is using the the power, the energy from your meditation practice. Yeah, and I'm glad we're actually talking about this because if you notice, I started off by um, the conversation by, you know, meditation as a tool to release all the stuff. But also, if you can get into the space that meditation is fun, I'm looking forward to go home and really, you know, uh, sit down and calmly create my space and visualize some great things that can happen for me and you believe that they're actually going to happen. Well, then there's an excited process about meditation. It's not like just going to the dentist. It's it's more a process yeah. of, you know, you know, Christmas is coming. Um, exactly. I mean, I think people see meditation as this very um, hard discipline, um, you know, where there's just, it, it isn't as fun. Yes. But it's actually yes. a very joyful process. It helps you get to the place of joy um, much more quickly. Um, there's many ways that you can get to joy, but meditation is a wonderful tool for that. Right. And it, it, it kind of goes back to, you know, the whole version is the universe is a, is a really healthful place. It's out here to help us rather than the universe is a place to kind of punish us and, you know, put us down. The universe is actually out there to help, um, 
you know, uh, as on our paths rather than the opposite. And I think if we can buy into that, we actually start to see things on a on a bigger level. Um, I'm going to ask you about your you you had down here the power of prayer and asking uh, the universe um, for help on your creations. I'm sure you use that and have used it. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about about this? Sure. Um, well, when we refer to when I refer to prayer in these cases, it's uh, I would say a new approach to prayer. I think mm-hmm. we have old paradigms of prayer that we've received through tradition and religion. And this is really a dynamic process of creative meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's prayer through um, intention. Right. And yeah. um, I would describe that process if people were to ask, uh, one of the questions that people tend to ask is what's the difference between meditation and prayer? And I would say meditation is like preparing the sacred garden. It is pulling out the weeds, you know, tilling the soil, fertilizing the soil, and you're just making a really beautiful sacred space. Um, And prayer is planting a seed and using that soil for something purposeful and beautiful and creative. That's that's a great way of stating it. It really is a great. Thank you for sharing that. That's a beautiful way of saying it, you know. And um, so we're we're coming up on another break. Before we get to the break, though, I'd like you to talk a little bit because I know you mentioned this as well, synchronicity. And can you explain the whole um, what you interpret as synchronicity and how that works for us? Synchronicity is often a reflection of our own state of consciousness. Um, There can be positive and negative synchronicity. Um, Negative synchronicity is maybe what we refer to today as karma. Mm -hmm. Um, And we can use synchronicity as a tool to accelerate um, on our own spiritual path. Because synchronicity often has signs and cues. And when we can learn to read the synchronicities, we can um, really begin to unlock our true potential Mm -hmm. and healing. Right, right. And um, it, that's uh, going to bring us up to the second segment. So I'm going to ask you, Sora, on the, on the next segment after the break, if you would mind uh, leading us through a meditation um, today. And I'm going to, it says um, on your bio that you do special meditations. I'm going to ask you for a meditation on letting go, releasing any resistance to old stuff and bringing in the new, since we are in a spring month of Easter. And I think that would be very useful to uh, many of the people listening. And I'm also going to have you talk about your your current work um, and what you do and how you, you can be reached. So okay, we'll great. talk right after the break. Um, thank you. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. The divine masters and angels of love and light are here to assist you on your life's journey. Brigitte Boyer channels St. Germain and other masters and angels every week on the power of transformation, pathway to enlightenment. Each transformation can be frightening and uncomfortable, but it doesn't have to be done alone. Receive loving support to help you remain balanced and at peace. 
Tune in every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Spoiler alert, a space of being may cause spontaneous laughter, extra money, ease, joy, magic showing up in your life, and outrageously orgasmic moments. Join Grace Hart live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel, where she combines her psychic abilities and the tools of access consciousness to assist you to create a totally different reality and transform your personal and professional life, including relationships and finance. I wonder what magical possibilities await you at a space of being. Why spiritual spelunking? Why tending to our inner garden? Why devoting time to inner being when so much external doing calls upon us? An Indian sage put it wisely, your own self-realization is the greatest service you can render the world. Join host Jeel Asselin as he serves as both guide and companion on the journey within. Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in All of Us can be heard every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are tuned in to the Awareness Marketplace. To reach Michael Daly or today's guest, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to awarenessmarketplace at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's show. So welcome back to the Awareness Marketplace and my special guest today is Sora Kim from the Sora Center. And uh, please remember you can send, uh, many of you listen to this on the podcast, um, so you can still send comments and questions to myself or Sora and uh, uh, via email even if you are listening on the podcast because there's no space or time. There really isn't on in the spiritual mode or on the Awareness Marketplace. So um the Sora Center, uh, Sora, can you talk to us about um, how listeners can contact you and avail of your services and what exact services you do offer to either um, individuals or groups of people out there who um, may need some help or would like to get their office space uh, set up with a, a different vibration? Sure. I would say the best way is to visit my website. It's Sura Center, S-U-R-A. C-E-N-T-E-R dot com. And there we're developing online courses. Hmm. And they're unique meditation online courses that combine the practice of meditation together with coaching and action. So it's not just about meditating. It's about meditation in action. And right. this is really the premise of the purpose-based meditation Um you know, I'll be leading a meditation in the next few minutes, but what I suggest for people that are too busy right now to meditate is that you can listen to meditations in the background. Mm-hmm. You don't actually have to sit down and sit still. You can just let them stream in the background and you'll still receive the benefit from a guided meditation. And that's really the core of what we offer are guided video meditations that include nature, film, and um 
and other things. And, and by the way, um, for listeners who are listening, I know you can go on YouTube and see some great videos of Sora. Um, she looks like she's getting younger, by the way, um, in her meditations. Because when I, I see Sora, she gets younger and younger every time I see her. It's kind of like you like the Benjamin Button um, movie where the, the guy gets is getting younger. So getting younger and um, keeping in contact with your body may be um, a great way of, of you know, you know answering the aging process, so to speak. Um, I'm going to, it would, I would be amiss if I was to let you off the show this morning without having you ha- lead a short assignment on um, a meditation, um, if you would, wouldn't mind doing that. Yeah. And I, I, I'd like to, um, since I don't know if you heard the beginning of the show, I'd like if you could lead us on, um, since this is Easter time and, it's kind of like what I always see this time of the year is a newness. Um, it's where we're creating things uh, new. It's uh, the time of the year. But we also have to face into letting go of some of the old stuff and the resistance that we have in our space. So um, if you could uh, give us a meditation on releasing any old blocks and releasing any old resistance to our protection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so wherever you are, um, if you can, uh, stop and pause and find a comfortable seat. I invite you to do that. Otherwise, you can keep going along doing what you're doing and just gently listen to this in the background. So if you're sitting, let's just take a few relaxing breaths. Breathing in. And exhale. Letting go. Letting your body Completely relax. Take another breath. Inhale. And exhale. Release all stress, all tension. And at this time, just imagine that there's a grounding cord that extends from your physical body down deep into the earth, like a tree trunk with roots growing deep into the earth. And through this grounding, just allow your body to gently expand by one to two inches. So just see your body expanding, becoming more spacious by a few inches. And then just allow yourself to let go of anything you've been holding on to. Any old stories, thoughts, letting go of all your responsibilities. And you can let that go through the grounding cord. Just give it back over to the earth. Letting it go easily, effortlessly. Fully let go of the past. Even three minutes ago, give yourself complete and whole permission 
to let go of the past. and complete and whole permission to let go of the future, all future thoughts, future plans. Just release it down through the grounding cord. And as you continue to let go of all and any energy that doesn't belong to you right now, notice how you feel. Notice where you feel tension or angst leaving your body. Notice with self-compassion. And then invite your spirit like a golden sun right above your crown. Call back your spirit from all directions. So any places you might have given your energy away or your power away or you might have left your thoughts or attention to other places, just call it back right above your head. Gather your spirit. And envision this golden sun. If at first this is difficult, just allow yourself to experiment and practice. And let this golden sun come down through the top of your head, coming down through your center line, your whole body. Let this surround your physical body. And let this be your joy, your highest joy. What if you were to live your spirit on earth? What would that be like? Who would you be? What would you express? What would you really want to create for yourself in this lifetime? What kind of experience would you like to have? Because our true vibration is joy, it is bliss, and we do deserve to live and create from this place. So take a breath and let it go. 
May we all have true health. May we all have joy in our hearts. And may we all be free. And uh, thank you. That is a beautiful um, meditation here on a Saturday Saturday morning. And uh, I'd like to uh, really thank you, Sora. It's been a pleasure talking to you, and uh, you're an inspiration to many people. And uh, just keep following your path. And on behalf of everyone who's listening, thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for having me on the show. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you, Sura. And um, so as we close in on the end of the show, I just want to give a quick um, sound out to next week. Um, Next week on the show, um, we're going to be exploring the concept of um, mindfulness and um, being present. We have another very special guest who is a teacher and talks about practicing mindfulness um, in every form of life, including our, our diet. Um, so uh, I'm looking forward to that show as well and, and what we have today. I'd like to close with a couple of um, really positive quotes um, that we have that I've saved for you. And it says, this comes from um, uh, Think and Grow Rich. And it says, whatever the mind of man can conceive and believe, it can achieve. Um, how about that one? Um, how about this? This is from As a Man Think It by James Allen. He says, the circumstances which a man encounters with suffering are the result of his own mental inharmony, uh, just like what we were talking about today. And um, act is the blossom of thought and joy and suffering are its fruits. Thus, does a man garner is the sweet and bitter fruitage of its own husbandry. Okay, so thank you. Um, I really do appreciate you uh, listening to the show today. Remember, you can uh, get on to my website, and uh, there's links to all the guests um, who have come on the show in the last few weeks. Uh, my website is spiritualcreatingthislifetime.com, and I really thank you for being in the awareness marketplace and keeping your vibration high. And uh, looking forward to the next time we meet here on the Awareness Marketplace. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining us for the Awareness Marketplace. Michael Daly will be here next weekend with another great guest. Tune in every Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. We hope you'll enjoy the coming week.